In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. Dick of the week. Dick of the week. Dick of the week. Dick. 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 Dick of the week. Dick. Dick. Dick of the week. Dick of the week. Dick. Dick. Dick of the week. Dick. Dick. Give me that D. Yo. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Dick of the Week. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Sorry about that. Yeah. Life and shit happens. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I assume if you're listening, you know what we are, but we are a podcast where we talk about everything we love and sometimes hate about romance novels and the genre in general. Um, mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, Liz Zirkel. I am Stephanie Kazows. Kazows! It's my, my pen name that on accident also became a family name. <laughs> So it no longer protects me in any way. Nope. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is what it is, man. Today, we are actually discussing a specific book. So probably doesn't make sense to do a whole lot of what we've been reading. Or do you want to pick like a book that you've read recently? No. Cool. I mean, I've like read, I haven't really read anything because I've been writing. I think maybe, I mean, like last time we did an episode was august oh my god i'm so sorry so i wrote a book in august and then september i did edits so yeah. i actually haven't really read any i think i've read maybe a handful of books i wrote an arc for one of my favorite writers yeah, of nice. her upcoming werewolf book kate c wells is doing a werewolf book even though like she's we and her had a side chat about how she like wants to just do all the subgenres of romance which is like as you know if you've listened to this podcast uh is something that i plan on doing yes uh, so it's kind of it's kind of nice seeing someone do it because she's already written she's on small town and she's got a second small town book coming out soon and then she's also done um an mc series which is almost wrapped up there's only one more book left i think uh now she's doing a werewolf book that is like one of the most unique werewolf stories i've ever read well, that's awesome yeah it was really nice it was a nice break after all the editing and shit that i <laughs> just like waited through because uh, i edited my first time of editing a book so um and i'm just waiting for beta readers to read it yay so i've not really read anything besides this book yeah um i'm also currently i'm reading a book that i'm podcasting on someone else's show right now so it's been a lot of assigned reading <laughs> you're back in school <laughs> assigned romance reading Liz wrote uh, a secret project she wrote like over twenty thousand words last month about uh, yeah for it so yeah that's like fucking huge and very cool yeah so we've both been busy yeah busy little bees yeah doing the author side of shit <laughs> which we both sound so enthused by we're both like I yeah both- i didn't read a fucking book <laughs> i'd like to read a book please <laughs> i think we're both tired and we're so. both just like it's been a lot recently. All my like two year olds like gotten into a hitting phase, so I just got like beat up every day. Oh. And tonight she did it, but right before dinner, and so I said she had to sit in the yellow chair until she was ready to apologize. Cause like the thing about so the thing about her is if she apologizes, she's it's over. She's okay. no longer upset. She's not gonna lash out until she apologizes. There's a chance that she's still gonna like throw a fit or tantrum. Like she's in the middle of a tantrum, so even if she's quiet. Mm. And so I said that, and then Jordan's like. We shouldn't withhold food from her. I'm like, I'm not withholding food. I'm making sure she's completely calm before she comes to the table. The apology only comes when she's completely calm. She does not apologize unless she's completely calm and ready to like 
participate in life. Interesting. And like as soon as you say it, she usually calms down. So guess what? Within three minutes, she apologized and was at the dinner table. But I was like so fed up by that point. Like, cause I had like laid down on the couch to get, try to get 15 minutes of like a nap. At, yeah. Like, 445. So I put like a Mickey Mouse bullshit Halloween nonsense. Spooktacular. Which Sabrina cannot say, but it's hilarious to hear her try. Um, and Cleo decided that in that 15 minutes, she let me fall asleep and then got in my face and shrieked, cried. So I was in a mood. And then J- Jordan said that to me. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Let her come to the fucking table and she can throw food at you because that's what's going to happen if she comes to the table before she's calm. Oh, my God. <sighs> but yeah, so I'm like exhausted from like that standpoint. So all day it's like a fucking fist fight and then I'm supposed to like get done and be productive. So yeah. like, things have shifted a lot since August when I had children that were not demons. <laughs> I now have demon children. So they're just ready for Halloween. Yeah. They're demons now. They're are, demons. are they dressing up for Halloween? I don't know. We still have the unicorn um, costume that we had for Sabrina, which is like it was like a one. It's like a one year old to three year old. It mm. like, could fit like a. It was gigantic on her when we got it for her when she was under one. Um, I don't know. Probably not because like our neighborhood last year they did like a map of who was actually doing trick or treating. Oh, and then like also like how they were doing it because no one did door to door. Like you, no one went up the doors. Like everyone had like clever little ways to have it in their yard, like tied sticks, bowls sitting out on like retaining walls, stuff like that. So no one's done anything like that yet. So I think everyone's just like planning on just doing old fashioned trick or treating. Mm. And I honestly, our kids go to sleep like dinner's at six and bedtime at seven thirty. So I don't know when we would even trick or treat, honestly. That, that's fair. So I don't know if this year, I think this is my be one more skip year and then next year we'll do it when we've got a three year old and a almost two year old. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kill me <laughs> if I make it then. If I make it to next year, yeah. I don't know. We'll think about it. We were like, we've got a couple of good ideas for family costumes that I don't know that I want to waste on a pandemic pandemic year. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Are you guys doing anything fun for Halloween? Falls on a Sunday, um, and we normally go to Jeremy's parents' house on Sunday, so we'll just be over at their house. And I I know they normally get like at least a few trick or treaters. Yeah. Um. And then the thirtieth, I think we'll be at my brother's house to see his kids, my sister's kids, and hang out. So cool. nothing major this year. And don't neither one. I I asked Jeremy the other day. I'm like, oh, do we need to like think about costumes? He's like, I don't really think so. Not this year. Yeah. I well, and like that's um, it being on a Sunday is weird. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Yeah. I'm just like, I we just need to get to everyone even little babies being vaccinated and then we can do whatever we want yeah not there yet not there yet sadly not, not quite and also i don't even think cleo would enjoy being toted around that's like her witching hour if we went before dinner or even if in the six o'clock hour we went she like would not she fucking melts unless she has food in front of her <laughs> she's a little gremlin so hey i can appreciate that yeah i mean like absolutely but yeah, I don't think Halloween's happening. That's like, um, people are taking their kids like pumpkin patches and stuff. And mm-hmm. I know Serena would love it. But there's also like a part of me that's like, Cleo would hate it. So, 
Maybe we'll go next year once Cleo can walk around and be yeah. a little more independent. Which, like, there's, like, Jordan's parents were like, are you going to take any pictures of them with pumpkins and stuff? And I'm like, no. I Those pictures are not for them. The experience isn't even for them. Like, Sabrina would enjoy it, but probably, I mean, she has a really good memory. But would she really remember going to the pumpkin patch no. for two hours, which would probably be a hellscape? Which, like, our stroller, like, probably couldn't handle it. And, like, <laughs> I just, like, I'm, like, thinking logistics. I'm sorry. I'm, like, low-maintenance parents. I don't take my kids to restaurants. I mean, I, we, pandemic, but, like, even without the pandemic, I don't think I would have. Because hmm. we didn't take Sabrina the first year for life. We took her to one restaurant, and it was because we were on a road trip. I yeah, just, that's different. There was, like, no point to taking her to a restaurant. Like, what, what the fuck is she going to do? <laughs> Except make it horrible for us to eat. No. Yeah. I mean, at that point, just get takeout and eat at home where she's comfortable and knows what to do. Right. And- also, if I want to go to a restaurant, I don't want any damn kids there. <laughs> Like, I have children and I don't want them in my sphere when I'm eating. So, I don't know. <laughs> that was a lot of unloading. My being a parent is stupid. But, <laughs> I mean, I love my kids. My my oldest is very funny most of the time, but she has gotten into a very vicious slap. She slapped her sister right in the face. Oof. But she has never really turned her anger toward her. And it's still not really at her. It's like more like Cleo's close, so she lashes at Almost like a cat. Uh, yeah. Um, That's how she. But, like, the other day, she, like, Sabrina looked me in the eye, raised her hand into the air, and just brought it down on Cleo's little chubby cheek. And Cleo looked at me. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, the look on her face, like, what the fuck happened? Didn't cry, though. Like, laughed. And I'm like, y'all are some fucked up kids. Oh, my God. Sister slapped you and you laugh? Get out of my face, you demon children. That is. It's terrifying. I was going to say, I don't know. She didn't hit her very hard. I mean, like, it made a loud pop sound, but it, it was definitely like, it was like a clap almost. But, like, Jordan was over at his desk working and, like, looked over and was like, what just happened? I'm like, Sabrina just slapped? And I'm, like, laughing because the the whole Three Stooges element of it, <laughs> like, was ridiculous. So, yeah, we're working on Don't Hit. Yeah, I mean, that's a good lesson. It's hard. Two and a half is hard because yeah. they have no self-control. Yeah. So, we're trying to work on when she's frustrated to ask for space. Mm, that's good. Yeah. But like part of that whole like gentle parenting yeah 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 yeah. because sometimes man she slapped me really hard one day so i put her down i was like ow and pretended like it hurt more than it did um because you're not supposed to react if you're only way you're supposed to react is that it hurt like you're not supposed to like be mad or anything Mm. the second time she slapped me that day we were walking up the stairs i was carrying her up to nap time and she slapped me because she didn't want to go and so i set her down the stair and i was like like holding back laughter and look on her face was so confused like she's like what are what are you laughing at uh, and I was like, you don't hit mama. And she goes, okay, mama. But like, I was holding back. I mean, like, it was so hard. I couldn't, I couldn't. I laugh. I laughed right in her goddamn face. Like, right <laughs> in her stupid little baby face. Because it was just, like ridiculous. Her hitting you, her hand is tiny. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. That shit doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's just more shocking that she did it. The kicks hurt, though. Oh, she I had bet. some strong little legs. <laughs> Those little slaps don't mean anything. And Jordan's like, you can't laugh. I'm like, okay, you get slapped by the tiniest hand in the world. <laughs> <laughs> with like her face full of little little baby malice anyway dang babies yeah it's been it's been a wild ride in our house but yeah i haven't gotten to read and then there's that like during the day i, don't, I can't read even like while they're like i'm engaging with them but even like when i have like a hour during cleo's nap when sabrina's on to getting her tablet time i can't read because there's always something mama mama what's this it's a fucking bear. You know what a bear is, Sabrina. <laughs> it's a fucking bear. Read that part of your life too. What's this? Why? 
What's this why? Oh, no. Today, she was using no wrong. I don't understand. She just wanted to say no a bunch, I think. And so she just said no the weirdest times. I asked her. She went to the park for like 15 minutes with her dad. And I said something about like, Ga- the little girl Gabby she was playing with. They had a stick. And I was like, oh, did you find a stick? And she goes, no. And I was like, and then I said something. I was like, so uh, Leather loves Gabby. But she was like saying no, not like as in that's incorrect but like just like shouting no and then i was like do you want to eat dinner no do you eat food ever no and then i started asking her all kinds of crazy shit because that's how i am as a parent is like i'm like oh <laughs> you're gonna show your ass all right we're gonna play this game now yeah so uh i can't even give you examples but she was using no incorrectly that was all time like correct but like you had to be in the moment to see how she was saying the no it was not in reference to what i was saying it was more like a no to me speaking um, like she, she could have been saying shut up and it would have made more sense. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was very precious. Just precious. <laughs> and she outgrew all of her fleece jammies from last year. And of course she wants to wear the fleece jammies from last year. And Jordan's like, let's cut the feet off. I'm like, let me just buy her some new fucking jammies. It's fine. We don't have to cut the feet off these fucking jammies. Yeah. You can just save those for Cleo. Oh my God. It's just been a hole. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Cut them. And then he's like, no, it's crazy. I'm like, thank you. As soon as I give in to stuff, everyone's like, oh, no, no, we won't do that. I'm like, okay. See, we did that uh, for mine back in the day, but I was the youngest. So by the time, like. Yeah, it, it was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I even said, like, we can cut them and buy new jammies. Because by the, by the time, if we cut the feet off these, they're already kind of rough. Because, like, she wore them for an entire year. Like, yeah. The whole season of fleece jammies, she wore them. So they're already kind of, like, uh, pilly. Like, they don't, you know, they're not as soft as they were. That's not really fair for Cleo not to get her own soft jammies. That's true. So I was like, you know what? We can just cut the feet. Fuck it. Cut the feet off. But the sleeves are short. <laughs> so it's like, the thing about it is like, even if we cut the feet off and she could get, you know, get, get them up. So her crotch is like where her crotch is and like, you know, her not so bunched down or whatever. The sleeves are short. So it's like she, her wrist is going to be hanging out looking oh ridiculous. God, that doesn't sound comfortable. What are we going to cut the sleeves off too? Like what, what are we going to do? What's happening with these jammies? Oh my God. So I'm just going to find some new jammies because they have jammies on the internet. <laughs> Shocker. It's so weird. <laughs> you can make jammies anywhere. It's like, <laughs> it's wild. But yeah talking a kid so we luckily we have a couple um footy jammies from last year the two t's from primary and they run long they're like longer because mm. they're supposed to because so the other jammies are in 24 months versus mm. two t to to the untrained eye should be the same thing it's supposed to mean two years right no 24 months is smaller than two t because two t is supposed to span an entire year whereas 24 months is like the beginning of the twos not the end Oh, so her her two T jammies have plenty of length room. That makes kind of sense. It does, but also fuck you, clothing companies. <laughs> not only can women not buy pants at a standardized size, kids' clothes are ridiculous. Come on, come on. Got a lot of beef today. <laughs> I almost got in a fist fight with a two year old. That's this is what happens to you when you can't fight back. Oh god, got a lot of ire internal <laughs> internal ire happening here. And everything That's so and then good. i read this crazy book <laughs> it was my idea this book that we read it is and I, i'm glad you came up with this idea in modern day bristol someone is copying one of the most infamous serial killers of all time jack the ripper only this time the story is different a woman survives and decides to get her revenge by taking the law into her own hands 
but in so doing, she awakens a darkness deep inside her. If you like suspense, thrillers, and serial killers, tune in to Jane the Ripper, an audio drama, coming to CalamityCast.com, Halloween 2019. Okay, well, should we get into the book? Yeah, let's do it. So, we read, those of you who didn't see our Instagram post announcing it already, A Lady of Rooksgrave Manor, Tempting Monsters, Book One by Catherine Moon. Homies. <sighs> so, this book is doing double duty for us. It is fulfilling our Halloween necessity of monsters, while also... Introducing us to the reverse harem subgenre that neither of us have ever really partaken in. Correct. Yeah, because we had talked about wanting to do a reverse harem or talk about reverse harem as a genre in general, uh, which we could still do just specifically talking about that genre at some point. But yeah, we always got to do something for Halloween. Mm -hmm. So why mm -hmm. not? Uh, all of them. <laughs> why not do all of them? That's, I mean, that's her attitude. That's Esther's attitude. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, there's how many men? Let's count. So we have so Esther, Esther's the main character. Mm -hmm. And then we She's have a wanton maid. Woo! Yeah, so I I love the beginning of it. Yes. That was such a great introduction to the world. Yes. So this do we even what year is this? Do we know? The uh, It's kind of ambiguous. It's like early Late 1800s, early 1900s was my vibes. I yeah. was kidding. Um, like there's powered electricity because of the vibrator. <laughs> yes. So she starts off, Esther starts as a maid for a lady's manor. Um, and <laughs> the first opening scene is her listening at the parlor doors as a good doctor gets the lady of the house off using something that sounds like a buzzing. Yes. Which we find is a, it's a vibrator that uses electricity. Mm -hmm. He has special tools to help women. <laughs> Not be hysterical. Yeah. Which is a real thing actually. Yeah. yeah. Like that is actually uh, what they enjoy doing. But this particular doctor just enjoys getting women off. Yeah. It's just his jam. <laughs> And Esther enjoys listening to her boss getting off. Okay. And, like, tries to, like, masturbate through all of her skirts, but cannot get to herself, which is, like, the funniest. That was, like, the funniest shit to me. I read that. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a ride. Yeah. She, um, and she gets caught. She does get caught by the doctor. Dr. Jonathan Underwood is his name. Sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I read the line, how fast can you get hard? And my I was like, what? <laughs> Because this is when she runs out to, uh, when she's still working as a maid, she runs out. She's, yeah. She couldn't get herself off in time and she was caught. Uh, so she ran out to the to the stables to. To a dude that she's fucked before. To get it on with the stable guy. He was like, okay. You don't ask questions when someone asks that question. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Underwood is like, hmm, this girl She's a little horny. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and invites her. Well, first she's she's getting fired because the, the family has lost all their money. So yes. like so it's it's put her in a precarious financial position. So like the final day there, he propositions her to meet him that night. Yes. And then propositions her to go and be 
basically a sex worker in a unique manner. Yeah. So, but when she goes to meet up with Dr. Underwood in his house or his office, office, Mm -hmm. I think it's technically his office. Um, he is utilizing the vibrator on her and she's Mm -hmm. super into it. And then they start fucking. She's like, his dick's not that big. And then, and then it just keeps getting bigger. (laughs) Because it's not just Dr. Jonathan Underwood. He is kind of your whole, uh, Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde situation. He's Mr. Tanner. Yes. So there's a Mr. Tanner that lives inside him that takes over at certain times. Typically if uh, sex is happening or if like really um, like emotionally uh, like if someone's in danger, Mm -hmm. like heightened emotions. Because he's a giant dude. Yeah. Like. He big. I was kind of imagining a non-green Hulk. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was the vibes they were giving. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so when she's in the process of being fucked by Mr. Underwood, suddenly he turns into, or Dr. Underwood, suddenly he turns into Mr. Tanner. Uh, and she's really into it. And she really wants to look at him. But he's like, don't look at me. Which just reminded me of that movie uh, about the spelling bee where, um, I can't think of it. I should have taken a note. Because when I read it, I said, it, I read the like scene out to Jordan. And I was like, it's just like that. But no. What anyway? What movie about a spelling? It bee? was a comedy. It had I think Jason Bateman in it, and he was uh fucking the funny woman from Parks and Rec who uh plays like the campaign woman. Oh and yeah, it's her. She's fucking hilarious. But it's her. She's like, don't look at me. I think it's her. It's even years since I watched it. I don't remember the name of the movie. There, he's like an adult and he has like a kid in spelling bee. That's all I got for you. Okay. I just remember this scene there in a bathroom fucking and she goes, don't look at me. And he looks at her and she has to start over getting getting up to an orgasm. <laughs> she can't make eye contact. Uh, but anyway, when he was like, don't look at me, that's all I could think of. And so I was like giggling while this like super like uh, descriptive. Super descriptive this is, a, this is This is erotica. This is erotic romance, right? Yeah. It's erotic romance, right? Not er- just erotica. I would consider. It's a happy ending. There is a happy ending. I would consider this erotic romance. Yeah, it's great, um, but it's very descriptive. So very I'm descriptive. like giggling while this descriptive ass scene is like, happening. Don't read this book while you're at work or something. Because it, it's never ending. Every chapter has got every some. chapter. <laughs> they <laughs> so deliver. It, it delivers, and it never gets boring. It doesn't. The sex is very interesting. Like I feel like a lot of times books are chuck full of sex. It gets kind of monotonous. Yeah, and just but like maybe that's the the magic of. Reverse harem when they are very different, because I think that was that's one thing I will say. The reverse harems I've attempted, due to the TikTok. Yeah, there's been two. Maybe we'll discuss them more. I did not care for them, so I'm not going to name them. Gotcha. Um, all of the characters were like the same. Yeah, all the I- dudes were the same. So it was like I got like three chapters, and I was like, I don't give a fuck who she's fucking because it's yeah. not interesting or different. This book, every single dude is different. Even when they kind of have some similarities, they're still different. Like, so anyway, she gets to the manor and she keeps wondering when the doctor, the good doctor. Oh, she meets the madam of the house. Yes. Who um, is like beautiful and has gigantic eyes. I was picturing like an anime woman. <laughs> um, and uh, the, like, the first day she's there, she watches a werewolf fuck a lady in the yard. <laughs> She's a horny, horny girl. We love to see it. Also, I think that also made the reverse harem work for me because it wasn't like it was like each of them were enough. But at the same time, 
She just wanted some diversity in her day. Yeah. And like, and I like that she's not ashamed and she doesn't hide who she is at all. Mm-mm. Like, she's like, yeah, I like to fuck. What of it? Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, so after she, so the first gentleman she meets is a vampire who's like, is he 300 years old? Something like that. Yeah. Um, And they meet and they spend a few days together and he's very sweet. Technically, the first guy she meets is Booker. Oh, yeah. She meets Booker and is like, mm, give me a piece of that, Marvel. Um, yeah, Booker is a, one, golem. is a golem, and w- as are all of the, like, butlers or whatever yeah. in this manor. If you haven't gathered, this manor is for men of a certain kind, a.k.a. magical monsters. Oh, I should have said that. Yeah, I'm just, like, <laughs> talking about, like, it's totally normal. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Booker is the first guy in the place she meets, and she immediately is like, I would climb that fucking mountain. Because he is a mountain. <laughs> and he's got like a vein of like like blue marble going through his face. So Yeah, because technically, go- not technically, typically golems are made of clay, but these are all made of The marble. mistress of the manor has decided to make them out of the more sturdy stuff. And they're pretty. They're very pretty. So she made beautiful golems. So actually, like that's one of the first questions she has later on is, can I fuck the golem? <laughs> and she's like, I mean, that's between you and the golem because there's a consent rule in this house. So that's nice. Love to see it. But the first, per- the first gentleman in the manner that she meets, Dick Wise. Yes, is uh, I don't. What's his name? August Augustine. I think Augustine. Okay, and he's French and a pastry chef. Oh, he was a pa- he was a pastry chef. So he cooks all this like delicious little like treats for her and feeds her and then feeds her. Uh, and then eats off of her. Yeah, because he's a vampire. Yeah. And then they have like a really nice few days together. And then when he's getting ready to go, she's like sad about it. And she goes, I've never spent this much time with one of my lovers. And it was really sweet. It actually. was really sweet that she was like, oh, wow, I feel like I'm already falling in love with this man because like he's caring for me. This isn't just like a bang it and go situation, which is what she normally has. And not because like that's always what she just kind of always wanted from her partners also like yeah I mean, oh you want to fuck cool let's fuck okay bye right and that's also how they viewed her i mean like in yeah. normal world but like the mistress of this place basically is like i match people up based on what they need for the, not just the men but the women too and the women can always say no like if she's like hey i have this new gentleman for you uh and most of the girls that work there only have like two or three tops yeah. one of them has one because she's an incubus yeah and that's very taxing. Yes. So, well, like, it was really sweet because the, the lady's like, some people need a firm hand. Some people like you need someone that's going to be equally good of heart because you give everything. And it was really sweet. But it was funny because she was already kind of backpedaling on her wanting to fuck as many monster dudes as she could because she was like, I really like you. But then he's like, baby, don't worry. You won't be alone. <laughs> and she wasn't. <laughs> oh, actually, before he she meets uh, Augustine... It's when she has the dream with the... Amon. Amon? 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 A-M-O-N. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Amon. Amon, yeah. He is a sphinx from Egypt. He pretty. He kitty cat. He he a pretty kitty cat. Yeah. And she's like, hello. And he's very magical and very powerful. he's like, I'm on my way, baby. Yeah, so she has a dream. She's out uh, on the, the, the property. It seems very rude to put someone to sleep. In the middle of a walk. <laughs> it seems like she was walking and then it was just like sat down and then she was asleep. Kind of, yeah. She just like sat down next to the lake and passed out and had a very intense sex dream. Well, she was like thinking about what monsters could be inside the lake. That was the funniest part. I was like, <laughs> what if someone's down there waiting? 
<laughs> she's not picky. She just wants some. She's delightful in that way. I love that. Honestly, the her outlook on sex is my outlook on sex. It's like, I don't, you know what? Curious to see. Let's do this. <laughs> so... Yeah, because she, at this point, you know, she's supposed to be getting used to the manor and the property and, and just, like, chill. And she doesn't want to chill. She wants to start banging immediately. Yeah. So she has all this pent-up energy after um, masturbating to the werewolf uh, yep. <laughs> the first night she got here. Um, so she falls asleep. She's thinking about, like, where's where's Jonathan? Where's Mr. Tanner? Where's my gentleman? Mm-hmm. Uh, she falls asleep and... Um, a very sexy Egyptian sphinx is like, hello there. <laughs> Don't worry. You won't be alone. He also says that because he knows people are coming for her. Yes. Because they're like a posse. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so then it's, so after. So she almost gets off um, during the dream and she's yeah. very frustrated, but she's woken up by some random ass Yahoo that just like some wandered, villager. who wandered onto the property and he wasn't supposed to be there. And then Booker saves her. Booker. Love Booker. Booker's a sweet angel baby. Um, and then that's when she meets, um, yeah. Uh, so Augustine, Augustine, the vampire. Yeah. And they have their time together and that's nice. And then they go to London. Uh, I finished this too long. Ago. I know. I read this really quick. Um, or, because so he's leaving and then he's like booker will you stay with her and she's like i can decide for myself and she goes will you stay with me because <laughs> she wants a piece uh and then at some point they go to london and meet up with jonathan so then we so we start getting like multiple uh partners at a time so you get like a flavor of that some menages happening yeah because augustine and jonathan are already buddies buddy buddies because mr tanner found him yeah and then introduced mr tanner introduced augustine to dr <laughs> underwood <laughs> which is very funny to me the way that he says it like yeah because mr tanner who lives inside the doctor uh, when he comes out and plays, he has a sense like he can search out people like him, which is how he found Augustine the vampire. And <laughs> typically, if that if they are fucking, uh, it's Tanner, Mr. Tanner, who's in charge. But he doesn't have an interest in Augustine in that way, so he lets Jonathan have his fun. <laughs> yeah, because Jonathan will get it. Yeah, there will be some swords across in <laughs> if Jonathan's in the mix. Mr. Tanner's like, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. So I think that's very fun. I think that, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I like that Jonathan and Gus have their own relationship. Yeah. But they also both uh, desperately adore Esther. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Their friendship is really great. Because there's like, honestly, there's no jealousy. That's what maybe the other part of this book that was so great is like there's only like joking jealousy. I feel like Amon actually had real jealousy, but he got like he got put in his place. And yeah, it's true. I guess I just didn't like him on, so I like didn't take any of his feelings into account. <laughs> he was my least favorite. I'm like, you're the most boring. I agree. You had no personality. I was like, listen, listen, sir. I think it's like he had too much power. He was too pretty. He yeah. expected everything just to fall in his place. And well, I appreciated that Esther always put him in his place. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. This is mine. She puts them all in their place. And I love that. Well, because there's that one. There's, there's a scene at the end when they're all together having sex. And he becomes like the director, but he does make the joke that he's going to wait to have sex with her until she's too tired to boss him around. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking right. <laughs> that's right. You have to wait till she's sleepy because she will tell you, bud. 
Oh my god. But yeah, it was um and then uh Ez- Ezra pops up. Yeah, at at some point I don't remember when Ezra pops up. And he's cursed. So like Ezra's invisible. Yeah. Because he yeah, a witch put a curse on him. God, you were with Augustine for a while. I'm just like flipping through the book. Yeah, no, her and August so that was my actually I think that was my only thing about this book was like I felt like Augustine was like her primary for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then when they really started like throwing all the guys in the mix at the same time, I still felt over pulled to him. Yeah. So I'm wondering if in like the sequels we'll get is it gonna be her or is it I think it's a different character, but I don't know. Because mm. I feel like there's still plot points of this that isn't full like so I could see But but some of them could translate to a different person. That's so true. I could, That's I could true. see where they like move the plot points. Uh but like but for me, I felt like this was like the Augustine show. Yeah, a little Which bit. Which kind of makes sense because like there's a, a chapter where they talk about the hierarchy of all the guys. And so Amon is like the, the top tier because he's like thousands and thousands of years old. Yeah. And then it's and then it's Augustine because he's a few hundred years old. He's a vampire. And then it's uh, Mr. Tannery says because which I think that's more of his friendship than anything because he's talking about how he has like the ability. He's because he's interesting to other paranormal people. Yeah. Um, and then he's basically saying that Ezra and Booker are at the bottom because Booker is a golem, so he's created, so it's not as he's not as powerful or he's not as important. And then Ezra is cursed, so being cursed isn't a good thing. Uh, but then he catches himself as he's saying this, and he goes, "I don't like this hierarchy thing." And he looks at Booker and smiles, and like so, him and Booker have basically because I think for Augustine, he's maybe the best at the whole thing. So every, he understands that each of the dudes serve a purpose for her. Yes. And he's not concerned about, he knows his place is like solidified. So he doesn't even concern himself. Well, especially because he knows also because he's a vampire, he's not around during the day to be with her or spend time she with her. She needs someone to protect her. Clearly. Cause the shit gets bonkers. Um, people try to come for our Esther y'all. Yeah. I, I like that immediately Booker becomes like, her confidant and companion comfort yeah and then slowly becomes more sexual like he decides that he's <laughs> when he helps get her like changed and ready for the day you know he's just gonna start fingering her and yep. and he's like this is how you're gonna start every morning every day and she's like hell yeah it's a very <laughs> like very pure sweet relationship oh and then <laughs> later in that scene i was talking about uh Ezra, because he's gonna, he gets naked, and someone, maybe Amon says, "Are you gonna give us a show?" And Ezra's like, "Yeah, but as soon as I start fucking her, I'm gonna go invisible. I can't maintain my form." And then she's like, "Well, while he's fucking me, can I suck someone's cock, or is that against your plan?" And so then she asked Booker to come over so she can suck his cock, and I was like, "Wait, is that safe? Because he's just a big stuff." <laughs> Again, just dying. I'm like, this is like, there's like this graphic fucking happening, and I'm just like giggling to myself. These guys are like, you can't just shove a stone down her throat, dude. And then she like bites, she like drags his teeth on him, and Ezra's like, if you ever fucking try that on me. <laughs> Ezra is so funny. Ezra is so good. He's the comedic relief for sure. He's like an Irish rogue. He's a thief. Mm-hmm. He's an Irish thief. Uh, and and yeah, like, and he and Booker become besties. Yeah. And well, him and Booker have like the same like daytime protection ability. Yeah. Because Ezra, they say. At one point, I feel like they say Ezra's an early riser. Like, Ezra gets up early or something like that. I don't know. I know like, Amon gets up. He's the morning one. Oh, maybe he's the morning. Yeah. Because when they get back to the manor after the London trip, 
Which we have to talk about the London trip. Yeah, Augustine like drops a bunch of like information about each of like peppers us with like deets about each of these guys. Which is like I like him being the ringleader, which I guess that's why she spends so much time with him. Yeah. Is because he's definitely like the ringleader of these dudes. Amon thinks he is, but Augustine actually is. Well, because Augustine has relationships with all of them. Yeah. Whereas Amon is just like, I'm in charge, I'm pretty. Also, he's kind of a dick to Booker for a while, and that made me mad. Well, because he's beneath him. Yeah. I mean, that's they give us that information, like, that yeah. he is beneath, but she doesn't think so. And Booker's like, I think, honestly, Augustine's maybe her closest romantic relationship until the end. I mean, by the end, I think they're all... They're all in love. They're all in love. But for the longest time, it's him, and Booker's her closest confidant. Yeah. So it's like, honestly... And I thought it was me, the doctor. I really thought it was me, the doctor. But you know what? Jonathan's got stuff. He's got a whole job. Yeah. He's got a whole job. He's got a whole job and a whole man inside him. Right? <laughs> he's he has, busy. He has a split time with with uh, Mr. Tanner. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But the trip to London, chef's kiss. Holy crap. So, okay. Jonathan and Augustine decide to take, him, take Esther to London. And they go to this theater... And she's like, oh, like, is it fancy? Like, what? And th- oh, oh, all, all the men also like taking turns, like, buying her new clothing and picking out what she's going to wear. And she's wear like, very, and- I like, another part of her person I really liked is how unabashedly uncultured she was. Yeah. Like, the first time she meets Augustine, he asks her if he knows she knows anything about Greek mythology. And she's like, no. And I can honestly tell you, I don't know much about Christian mythology because I'd sit in church fantasizing about dirty things. <laughs> and she goes, but you can tell me about it and I promise to listen. And he's like, I don't believe you. But, I liked I liked having a character that isn't a know it all. Yeah. And also doesn't mind that she doesn't know it all. She's and like, she was happy to learn. Yeah. She's like, it's a matter of my station. Of course I don't know that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that so, was like one of my favorite I just like her. She was such a good character. I really liked her a lot. I was shocked. I was not like I didn't know what to expect. And, and all the other women that we met that she like worked with were also fantastic. Except that one. Which one? I don't remember what her name was. Uh she was the the one that like really didn't like her her man and then ended up going off oh yeah i forgot about her yeah i was spent all the fun times yeah i feel like my memory of this book is only of the fun times <laughs> and like all of the, like the sisterhood like cassie being like a sweetheart and, yeah like, being like oh you're gonna like it in a bit <laughs> anyway well so okay they go to this theater and this theater for quote-unquote monsters she doesn't like when they call themselves monsters and they're like babe that's what we are so, <laughs> yeah oh. she gets used to it but yeah. yeah in the beginning she's upset about it a little bit because she's like you're not monsters you're wonderful yeah um and they go to this theater that it's just like monsters funk fucking theater like it's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not even like it's a burlesque show it's literally just watching fucking on stage yeah um, and and there's humans that are involved like human actors and monsters and so there's all these different things that happen from like multiple people getting serviced at once there's uh, a whole japanese um octopus squid guy uh which <laughs> you can't see me just like nodding like sagely at this happening yeah it was which jonathan <laughs> jonathan and augustine were like hmm I think we need to take Esther to Japan. And Augustine's like, no, she'll never leave. <laughs> she's like, wrong. she's like, yes, I would be fucked by all those tentacles. Um, <laughs> so they are, you know, get, they, they have their own private box while they're watching this. And of course, like by the end of like, not even act one, she's like, 
so what, are one of you going to fuck me while we watch this? Like, is this what's going to happen? And they're like, patience, darling. Like, we're, this is just starting. There's no patience. And she's like. She's got no chill. Yeah, no chill at all. So, like, the, the three of them are all just getting each other off. And it's great. And they're like, hey, by the way, third act, they open up the stage to anyone in the audience who might want to participate. And Dr. Jonathan's like, you want to. You want to go on stage with me? And she's like, fuck, yes, I do. <laughs> Disney World shit right there. It's like, I'm going to Disney World. Because uh, oh, she likes the idea of being watched and she likes being the main character and she likes fucking. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So he uses like an electric shock thing on her and they have a great time. However, and everyone in the audience is super into this. Like everyone in the audience is like fucking while watching her <laughs> or jacking off or whatever like yeah. and which only makes her hornier that she has this power to make all these Everyone's people feel this it. way that, it's so that, positive that, everyone's so positive that theater they they must have some very good cleaning processes <laughs> jizz everywhere and like monster jizz you don't monster that might be more jizz. strong we don't know so all of this is happening oh, also in the first meeting with the the madam of the house they are like well we can be birth control it's magic and then i love that they said that anyway go ahead i think i skipped at that one point because i was getting really nervous i'm like oh no is she gonna end up pregnant no there's like two lines in like that first meeting with the madam it's magic anyway go ahead perfect so okay go ahead here for it um so every everyone is enjoying themselves thoroughly until this creepy man stands up and just stares her down and what is he again he was like he's like a, a human he's an immortal human yeah he does magic yeah he's like not impressive is like how everyone basically described him but he's just really fucking old yeah like he's made himself immortal but he's still just a human and he does magic and i know i mean he's based on he's a real person because they were talking about i don't remember I should have read this closer to us recording. <laughs> Classic me. Fuck. I don't know. What his, but he's the main bad guy in this. And so, like, he has, like, houses of his own. But, like, they're not pleasant and happy. Like, it's more, like, into rape and, like, mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, yeah. using the sex workers for not good at all. Um, And so he's, like, trying to, like take over mm-hmm. as many places as he can like so at one so they come back from london and so she like has only experienced this very small corner of the monster fucking world yeah and when they get back to the manor there are two other like brothel owners yeah. there one woman who's a fae and the other guy who's an incubus and so they sit there this like real quick brief chit chit chat chit chat chat um and ezra notably does not come in with them um and so she realizes it's because ezra is like he's a thief he's invisible like there's like he's like a back pocket person because he can sneak in places because he's an invisible man so um like she like notes that and they don't even mention him um and so then they leave and she asks augustine about it and the incubus owns a brothel and he had gone there a few, like a hundred years ago or something like that. And he like was trying to like rack his brain. And he goes, the problem is, is they have a magic that makes everyone horny. So for Augustine, he wasn't sure if like the pleasure that anyone in his situation was having was real. Yeah. And so he goes, but they do that, but that's really draining on humans. 
So it sounds like not a great setup, really. Yeah. And then he's like, with the Faye, I don't know much about her. And so, like, we, we kind of, like, start realizing, like, that maybe there's not, like, as pure as this, like, this monster fucking brothel is. Because it is, like, I mean, everyone's really positive. Everyone's yeah. happy, except for, like, without one lady. Which, like, it's her fault that she's not happy because she right. could just be like, nah, dog, that ain't me. But she wants the money. But she wants the money. Um, So just, like, enter, enter the sex work, sex monster work with your heart open. If, like, that's what the lesson of this book, actually. Um, But... Yeah, so they, this guy wants to like snatch up these locations and stuff, and like so the three of them are talking about forming an alliance to yeah. try to keep each other safe. Because I mean, like it's a it's a powerful thing that they have got clientele that they have. Yeah, and that's like what they're discussing is what their clientele is. But she's keeping in her back pocket that she is Ezra, the Invisible Man. Yeah, and I think I think Amon too. I think she keeps that one in her back pocket too. So. It's interesting, but like we can't really get too much into it because the plot is kind of sparse. Yeah, and like there's like certain bad shit happens. Like she is supposed to see a water demon, and it turns out the water demon is actually uh, really bad, and it tries to kill her. Mm-hmm. And and Booker is there, but Booker because he's stone can't save her because he's just gonna sink in the mm-hmm. water. And so Ezra ends up showing up and yeah. saving and like, and that was really the start of like, oh, wow, we all can work together as a unit and like, we all need to be protecting her. And yeah, you find out that the, the, the water demon thing was working for the bad guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. And so he keeps trying all these different ways to get Ezra and it keeps luckily failing. Like he takes over Booker at one point. Well, because that's like, I feel, yeah, because it's funny because it's like a red herring that they're protecting her, but really they're protecting Ezra, like, at, at a certain point. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they're they're trying to get to Ezra through her, but, like, it's cute. I don't yeah. know. And my brain is just, like, cute because, like, as a unit, yeah, we're all protecting her, but, like, in the end of the day, they're, like, really protecting one of the guys. Yeah. Which, like, which makes, like, the whole harem thing work a lot better in my brain. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, because then they all have a relationship together. Like, they're yes. like a boy band. And finally, like, Amon, Amon finally gets his head out of his ass and, like, yeah. actually, like, gives Ezra the ability to be seeable mm-hmm. and not invisible. Um, he can't, I mean, he has to concentrate, which is why when Stephanie mentioned yeah. uh, one time while they were fucking, he's like, I can't concentrate on staying visible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the men do enjoy watching Ezra fuck her invisible because she just looks like she's being railed by nothing and they can see everything happening. I just don't think it'd be very funny too. Agreed. That's hilarious. <laughs> Again, there's like parts that I'm like, they've got such a great sense of humor. Oh, and the first time that um, Ezra is seen is because Amon can see him regardless because he's magic. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ezra thinks he's being so sneaky yeah, and is like huddled on the floor hiding the first time that because he, he he and uh, Esther fuck when she wasn't supposed like that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Amon shows up. And it's like, who, who the fuck is that naked man right there? And everyone was like, where? What do you mean? <laughs> It's very good. It's so, like good. so. To be fair, Amon and Ezra do get off on the wrong foot, uh, but luckily, yeah, luckily they figure their shit out. Yeah. So there is actually like a whole plot of like this bad guy is doing shit, but it is like. But I feel like if we talk like it's not that there isn't a plot, but if we talk too much about it, then you'll just know the whole plot. Yeah. But there's lots of good fucking. There's lots of good fucking, and like the plot is there. 
There is, yeah. And there's character development. I think this book is more character driven than plot driven, which I appreciate in books. Uh, but if that is not your jam, you will not enjoy. Because there's a lot of conversation. Yes. There's a lot of conversation during the sex. There's a lot of conversation around the sex. Yeah. Um, each of the guys, like, does, like, an introductory this is me kind of combo with the with Esther, which is great. Uh, they have conversations with each other. Yes, I love that. That's always really fun. And she, like, is just, like, kind of there watching them chat, which is, like, cute. And I like that, like, she starts realizing, like, oh, this isn't just about sex for me. Like, I do crave. Yeah. The companionship and the friendship and the love and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like I was like, cause I was like, there's no way it's gonna be believable that one person's in love with like five or six people. Yeah, but like they're like a unit. It's kind of like that one uh, Katie Robert book I read. That's a menage, and it's like the relationship wouldn't make sense with just two of the people. It had to be all three. That makes yeah. I'm like I feel like her. I feel like she could have one on one relationship with one of them. But I don't think it would be as satisfying to any of them, mm-hmm. honestly. Because, like, Augustine and uh, Jonathan are buds. Yeah. Mr. Tanner and him are buds. Yeah. He becomes friends with Booker. Yeah. Booker and Ezra as, as become besties. Exactly. As much as you can be friends with Booker because short sentences. Um, I think that's. I think that might be the reason why Amon is, like, really hard for me to, like, even care about because like well, he like doesn't get he doesn't like and i feel like by the end he gets it and he's better yeah but like, he tries really time. hard but like we had to wait a very long time to get to that point yeah. with him whereas we get to see the other guys from the get-go pretty they much. just gel they gel so well yeah well and the funny part is like he knows he's coming to a situation where he's like sharing esther with a harem of dudes and like it's just funny how he comes into it. Like he comes in with like still like this privilege, not realizing that he is like he may be at the top of the dude totem pole. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because Esther, like we said, is like she doesn't know any of this. Yeah. So the hierarchy doesn't matter to her. Yeah. All she cares about is if you're being an asshole. Yeah. And she does put every single one of their place at some point, except for Booker, because Booker never has to be put in his place. Because Booker's a sweet little baby angel. Yeah, if anything, she puts people in whisper Booker. Oh, for sure. Constantly. There's a constant, like, shut up. Well, and, like, so even in this, so in that scene where she's going to uh, suck Booker's cock in front of everybody, uh, Augustine asks, is that safe? But he asks Booker and not the other people. Yeah. And she appreciated that because a lot of them treated him, Booker, like he was just like a statue. Like he wasn't a person. Yeah. And it really bothered her. Yeah. Because you could tell because she was constantly needling them to like, no, just talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he is his own person. Yeah. Which Ezra, like, I feel like Ezra got on board like real quick with. Ezra, like, no, I'm cool with this guy. It's fine. <laughs> I'm invisible. He's stone. It's cool. We're good. <laughs> We're good here. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And I was like worried I wasn't going to. I thought it was going to be too silly. Yeah. Totally. No, the feelings are really real. Yeah. I don't know. Good job, book talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. There's a book two coming out in it. I'm excited to read that when it comes out. When's that coming out? Is there a date? Um, I meant to check when you mentioned that earlier, and then I did not check. Let me see if it says at the, like in her note or whatever. <laughs> and it was interesting because this initially started, um, this was like a novella. That was under, I think it was just called like Esther or something like that. 
that she wrote back in like 2017 or something and, and okay. then she ended up oh dang completely redoing it may 25th 2022 no i hate it yeah no it like i was wondering if it was gonna be like a bunch of vignettes i wasn't sure if there was going to be enough of a plot through line that it wouldn't just be like a bunch of fucking vignettes but no the and I hate sounding so shocked, but like my experience so far with the first harem have been books I haven't been able to finish because there's no plot. Yeah. So um, the fact that it's monster fucking and it has this good of a plot and emotional development and character development and a heroine who's just so sex positive and like just also so self positive. Like, get out of here. Get out of here with that. I'm reading the second one. Oh, yes. You best believe I will be reading the second one. Because it hit. It hit y'all. It was very good. I I feel like it's gonna ruin me for any other reverse harem. I'm just like well that's and that's all of the guys were different, but not like in the boy band way, because there were overlapping personality traits that made that like for Gus and Jonathan to be friends. Yeah. There's overlapping personality stuff. Yeah. Even Mr. Tanner and Augustine had overlapping personality. Like yeah. um and I think sometimes either in the like the four that I've attempted to read that I've gotten like three or four chapters in, they introduce all of them too quickly, all the guys too quickly. Like I've met all the guys by the beginning. By the time I quit, by the time I Damn. did not finish, I'd met all of the dudes. They are either all too similar or they boy band them and make them so different that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I was um I saw a TikTok that someone was talking about like asking is she alone that she prefers if she's going to have multiple partners in a book, she prefers a menage versus a reverse harem. And she said, I think her big thing was she couldn't ever like really tell any of the dudes apart. They were all too similar Mm -hmm. or like they didn't add something extra. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, if you're having like two guys and a girl or whatever, like they were very obviously different personalities Mm -hmm. and people and so i suggested this i was like honestly i think because they're all monsters and they're all very different like you have your vampire you have Mm -hmm. this you have that like it's a very easy to keep track of everybody even when there are like literally everyone in bed together yeah um and b like they're all so different personality wise and well she let the monsterness influence their story and their personality which i think is really great yeah and i wonder if like other people writing reverse harems could do the same thing because i read one where i feel like they were trying to make them different but they're all just psychopaths and i was like uh. well because a lot of also a lot of reverse harems are also dark i actually this one i really liked because i would not call this a dark romance at all no so it just had monsters but like it was so light and airy the love between them was so light and airy versus i mean like there's weird stuff happening like obviously murder plots and things but like the actual relationship was so feel good yeah gooey gooey yeah um i want to see more of that i also saw a tiktok i love that we just now we talk in terms of tiktok i saw someone talking about how they really wanted that they want to reverse harem that it's just nice no no torture no no why why are so many so dark i don't know like i think people are just trying to be shocked i think people are bored and they're like can we set people on fire sure Mm. i don't know and like the funny thing is i've been read i've like so one of my started and could not fucking read because it was just atrocious. It was so cheesy. It was a, like a the girl was not like other girls and like all that <laughs> shit. And like two of the guys could have just been the same character. Actually, there were four guys and there were two sets of two dudes that could have just been the same person, really. Oh Jesus! 
Um, and like, okay, fine. And then they said that everyone's like the sex scene on this chapter. So I went to that chapter of the sex scene. It really wasn't that shocking to me. Hmm. As someone who's read a lot of erotica, has read fanfic, has seen porn, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, really shocked me. <laughs> I don't, if, if that's what you're doing. If that's what we're doing, do it. Yeah. Because um, there wasn't enough emotional development. I mean, oh. I know that I skipped to the chapter, but, like, I had read five chapters. I could not foresee an amazing emotional <laughs> arc. I don't know. But, like, I liked how this one staggered in the characters. Yeah. So we could build our own. And she had alone time with each of them, as well as group time. Yeah. Um, and I was emotionally attached to the majority of them. Yeah. Sorry, man. Well, not, also, I feel like that's the, that's the point of him, though, right? Like, I feel like I like that there's a character I didn't like in the hero. Yeah. She even loves someone I don't even like. Yeah. Love that. That's a great move. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. I would also like to see her reverse harem. I don't know if this meets the dedication of it. There are some ladies in. I would love to see that. Hmm. So I would love to see a lady just popped right in there. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll write one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I got going on in the next year. <laughs> maybe, um, for next, maybe for next Halloween, I'll write my own monster fucking. <laughs> be part of the Midwest monster. Yeah. Uh, the universe. Throw it in there. Throw it in there, baby. Yeah, I liked this book. I did too. It was like a nice, it was a nice like break from all the shit I was doing. I read it right after I got done editing. So like mm. at, right at the end of September is when I started reading it. So I've been done with it for probably like a week and a half. Yeah. So last week would have been when we should have done it, but last week I just could not. <laughs> I needed a break. But yeah. Catherine Moon. Go girl. I'll have to check out, see what else she has yeah. published. It, I mean, that was fire. Oh, and this was in Kindle Unlimited, so that's Oh, great. yeah. So if you pay that money, read it. Read it. Because, I mean, like, there's so much other shit out there. <laughs> I'm still, like, I'm still torqued that I've been trying to read these book talk books, and some of them are just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't dove into the majority of them, but I don't know. I just feel like. When books are hyped so much, I'm like, what's the catch? Like, what? Why? Why are these being hyped so much? I, I say that. Meanwhile, you know, I've still nonstop reading Ruby Dixon, who I found because of TikTok. But I okay. So you've been reading Ruby Dixon. I sent you that link to that book that I had started. Yeah, still haven't finished because I had got hit that stupid editing wall. But that's a book that I got like a little bit into. Uh, Taken to Varaxia, a sci-fi alien romance. I got on that tip off of TikTok because I started. I saw the author, mm. and she was talking about something else unrelated. And I was like, I like your opinion on this. And so I went <laughs> and saw what her, her writing was. And holy shit, I only am in 20% in. Amazing. I think. Um, so good. I think you would like Ruby's um, more space cowboy alien books. Probably. That's more what... than her um, Ice Planet Barbarian and Ice Home series. That's like someone else told me, so I'm probably gonna go. Um, I read this, yeah. the The TikTok books have kind of failed me a little bit, um, but I mean that is what it is. Yeah, I mean that happens. You can't have the same opinion as everybody. No, I was really just hoping for it though. You know. Yeah, a little less work on our end to have to find books to read. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's fine. <laughs> I have no shame. Do not finishing. No. Oh my god, that's been a whole discourse recently. And there's so many discourses. I'm just like, I'm like I'm in pain about uh. that. The stupid Dune shit where like, oh, if you don't read Dune, it's like, get out of here. Get out of here with that. 
Read whatever the fuck you want to read. And if you don't like it and you don't want to hate read, fucking stop reading. Well, then today there was a tweet about don't buy books that you're not going to read just as a pity buy. Please buy my books, even if you're not going to read them. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like there are writers out there that are getting a little too arrogant or something that's like people are in their feels like as soon as a reader buys your book they can do whatever the fuck they want with it right also you're welcome for the money that they gave you right don't be selfish just say thank you or don't say anything just be like cool that happened so i bought my book i'm like uh, i'm gonna my first book i'm publishing in february that's the deadline that's what's happening um I will not be reading reviews. I will not be reading anything that has to do with it. Um, I'm just going to keep my head down. Yeah. Uh, because you know what? It's none of my business. <laughs> it's none of my business what you do with my book. You could buy my book and set it on fire and I will still say thank you. I mean, sp- sp- please. Someone spent money on you. Appreciate you. Yeah. I will. I'll, <laughs> I'll send a big thank you into the universe to you. <laughs> but like, I, these people are fucking mind boggling. Yeah. It's just, it's the level of like, both success and lack of success. That's like where the, that's like, it's a Venn diagram. It's like the people that are really successful. People that have no success are both saying this shit. And it's like everyone in the middle that like, just wants to be a midlist author. I just want to be midlist. Yeah. I just want to make a living off of this would be the dream. Will it happen? Probably not. Cause I don't think I can be as prolific as I would need to be to make that happen. Um, but like, Jesus Christ, can you give readers a break? Also, readers, stop tagging authors in reviews. Jesus Christ. I don't know how many times people need to be told this. Because that's just mean. Yeah. People's, both sides. Everyone stop being mean. Like, it's one thing if you're like, oh, my God, I read this book and it was like my favorite thing I've read. Thank you so much for writing this. Yes, do tag that. But like, if you see someone else's negative review, do not tag the author in the comments. Fuck that shit. I mean, Fuck like that shit. I, the, I, I don't even know how many times I've seen Jen DeLuca be like, oh, my God, please stop tagging me. I really don't want to see these things. Please stop. Yeah. Her specifically, which, like, how can you be like that about her books? Because, honestly, they're just a delight. Oh, my God. Her new one came out, I think, today, and I need to get it. Like, just a delight. I like her books. I They're like a balm to the soul. Yeah. How could you be mean to a person that nice? <laughs> she has to be nice because those books are nice. She seems very nice. She seems very pleasant. Yeah. Forward-facing opinion is that she is very pleasant. Yeah. Assholes. God damn Stop it. Stop being mean. That's, you know what? That is our mantra on this. <laughs> we don't talk about shit we hate most of the time unless it's like problematic. Problematic to a point. And then problematic and also well-liked. If it's problematic and no one likes it, I'm never going to say anything. Because nah. you know what? Let that die in fucking obscurity. But like to just it takes so much work yeah to support a bad mean opinion (laughs) like and there's things i hate that other people like but guess what i keep it to my goddamn self (laughs) like a lady like a lady and i don't even consider myself a lady but you know what i am one in that sense and you are a bunch of meanies (laughs) i said it (laughs) controversial statement y'all a bunch of meanies (laughs) Stop being mean to readers and stop being mean to writers. And like also just uh, just stop. Just stop. There's so many books. You can't even read all the books you want to in your lifetime. Nope. So like getting this fucking fired up about bullshit is stupid. Yeah. Read whatever the fuck you want. Quit whatever you want to want. And don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's all. Actually, that's the dick of the week mantra. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Ironies. Oh, we should put it on a shirt. 
We need a shirt for it. Cause like, well, we're, I mean, the next year we're both going to be diving into that fucking, yeah. that publishing, self-publishing world. And you know what? I will go silent. I will never say, I will never say anything on here. If my feelings get hurt, I will never put it on the social medias because that's who I am as a person. <laughs> But just know you might be hurting my feelings. So don't. <laughs> you know what? Lo- you want, <laughs> if you want to know I'm crying. I probably am. I probably am. <laughs> Even if you say something nice, I'm probably crying. <laughs> I cry a lot now that I've had children. So lot of tears. But yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm shook. It. I'm shook. I'm shook at the idea that in like four or five months, I will have start putting books out. Whew. So Damn books i haven't written yet because you have to make a schedule if you don't make a schedule it's not gonna happen yeah i know i need to sit down it's and make like, a schedule it's a thing that i learned recently from someone on the interwebs and you know what they're not wrong yeah i made deadlines for myself and i've been achieving them for the last few months so yeah zoe york talks a lot about setting out your goals and deadlines and you yep. know it's a time of year to start looking at the next year Yep. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing in this place. That's yeah. why we sound so tired. <laughs> we're exhausted. We're exhausted about things that haven't even happened yet. Oh, I'm intimidated. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw up. I have to figure out vellum in the next, like, two months. Oy. And figure out a book cover when I don't even have a fucking title. Woo! We're fucking crushing it, y'all. No-name book coming out February 2022. Well, anywho, um, anywho, we really enjoyed this book. We can't wait for May for the next one to come out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Have a great rest of your week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. So contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.